Okay, good morning. Today's class is Lanishma Yorkmil Dino Bengalisian Menema, Rufo Shalema, Harav Shalom Benyamina, Harav Dano Ben Sarah, Lishav Margaliba Shefalea, Mirtuba Menchaya, and Reina Babahia. Success in Yashamayim of Lishav Banavaka, Diel Banisheva, Emin Lishava Shefer, Lishav Reina Makavatavasha. And also, the whole month is sponsored by ChicagoBreastLove.com. The whole month of Elul is sponsored by ChicagoBreastLove.com. May Hashem make their Chicago Breastlove grow. Also, please share and rate the podcast. And God willing, September 11th, I believe. September 11th is a Sunday. Sunday night, we're going to be in Miami Beach for a singles event, etc. Today we're going to, as we, are, as we are very, very deep in the month of Elul, and we have 15 days left towards Rosh Hashanah, we're going to talk about the importance of, we're going to take, this is a great book, by the way, Spiritual Revolution of Rav Cook. Rav Cook was a tremendous, tremendous figure, and he was completely out of the box. And he, he, his teachings mirror, pretty much mirror Rabbi Nachman's teachings. And the most important thing that he, he, he spoke about, and exactly what Rabbi Nachman says in the second half, and he says, we have neglected the individual. And you see today, you know, just the individual itself has neglected. We've neglected the individual. We forgot about the self. And you know, it talks about constantly about the, when you have religion and you have no individual, it's going to end up with sadness and depression. And, and, you, and, you, and you see this today. And he says the world, and this is why Rav Nachman says, in, as you begin to start my teachings, you have to make yourself like one. Why? He says, expect tremendous amount of opposition from your family. Uh, I remember the first time I got back from Oman with my ex I had literally, I think they, they, they did like a, uh, what's that thing, intervention on me. Like I was in a cult and this and that. So you have to, oh my, the bottom line is you're not going to have a lot of fans. Anytime you change in life, there's not going to be a fan base. There's going to be the opposite. There's going to be mostly people that are going to put you down and, and bring you down because they don't want you to see the light. When you see the light, miserably loves company. So why should you get the light? So don't expect this to be a... Uh, approval, a process of approval. And understand that any spiritual awakening, you will not get approval. And this is something to extremely to understand that if you need, you have to, your soul is extremely demanding and you should be more concerned about feeding your soul than feeding other people's uh, agendas. Because at the end of the day, they will not put a smile on your face. But when you feed your soul, you will put a smile on your face. And that is the most important thing. But do not look, this is not a popularity contest here. Understand that. And it's not for everybody. So this is what he's saying here. He says, the world has forgotten. When we forget the individual soul, we stop paying attention to the inner life of a person. Everything becomes confusing and unclear. Correct? Very similar to a relationship. When we have not, when, you know, the, the first thing you should really look at when you're going into a relationship what, what, which insecurity of mine is going to ruin this relationship? Pretty much. It's not that the relationship, but if you're going in there with insecurities, if we're going in there with, with forgetting in a, in, a, in a religion without understanding what the individual self, what, what is the individual self what? What are the demands of the soul? For example, I need, I need something strong. I look for, I like resilience because that's what I'm connected to. I'm connected. I'm a Scorpio. I, I, I need the individual self. I need something that's going to bring resilience. I can't just sit a book all day long and read about uh, history. It's not my, I need, to, I need to learn how to handle ups and downs in life. And Hashem brought me Rabbi Nachman. Perfect for me. 
But you have to, you, a person needs to, 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 to pay attention to the individual soul, just like a person needs to put attention to individual self in a relationship. Imagine you have a relationship and you have no boundaries. You've lost the self. There's no self. So they'll never respect you. Why? Because you didn't respect yourself. Nobody else will respect you either. So the same thing, just like you, you have certain boundaries in a relationship, you have to have certain, bound, certain respect of, of paying attention to the individual soul. And Rav Cook says, the beginning of teshuva is to return to oneself. And all destruction today comes because we have forgotten about ourselves. And we focus on the outside world and, and we focus on this and this and that. And we forgot about ourselves. Therefore, the great truth of returning oneself will be that the individual, the nation, and humanity will come back to the self. And once you fix yourself, everybody else changes around you. It's an it's amazing concept. And recovery, he says, the root of all sin is ignoring oneself. And he takes a, a pasuk from a Yehesko that says, I am in the depth of exile. I refers to the essential I. And I refers to the concept of Ayeka, that Adam, when Adam lost, when Adam made a mistake and he got lost, basically Hashem says, Ayeka, Ayeka. This is why we say, Echa, Echa is more lamenting over the, the self. Where is the self? Where have I lost myself? Where's the boundaries of my life? Where have, I, where have I disrespected myself? So we have to start with forgiveness. We have to start with forgiveness. We have to start with Azamra, thinking about the good points. But you have to start putting yourself in, 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 in an appropriate self. And once you understand that concept, then everything else is just a journey. And he says, when you're going into a, when you're getting taught religion, and they're not talking about the individuality of the self, and just you have to do this and you have to do that, and then there's no self, it's like adding straw, fire, and vinegar to thirsty minds, they're going to get nothing. So it's extremely important that we have to, the important, the, the number one instruction of Rav Nachman, when you're going to speak to people, spend more time praying to connect to the individual than focusing on what you're going to say to the individual. Right? Because if I just, I wake up and say, hey guys, let's talk about the parts of the week and you guys are in anxiety mode, you're, you're in relationship issues, your, your head is not even in this zip code. So what is it going to help? In, one out, out the other. How many times have we gone to a speech, we heard go, in, out. That cannot happen. Because the, the person is not praying to connect. The fact, it's not a question of whether his speech is good or not. He did not pray to connect to the individual. So he doesn't know what's going on with the individual. It's extremely important. That's the same thing with our spouses. We have to first ask ourselves what is needed versus what am I saying. It is impossible for us to speak about a natural, a natural revolution if we do not speak about the revolution of the, the individual self. And here, America doesn't make that easier. They're just telling you any issue you have, by the way, just medicate the hell out of it. Just medicate everything. Don't 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 feel pain. Don't feel there's a there's an ill for nil pill for nil. So that's exa- destroying the individual self even more and more. You know, God. Even today, it's become such a mafia today where the, any opinion they just want to make you like a herd. <laughs> they would just want to make you a bunch of sheep a herd. Just go here, go there, go there, jump, put a mask, please, back to the. You're just a herd. You have, there's no individual in these because they pro, they're programming people to be stupid. It's exactly what the, the Yetzirah does. It's just co- co- programming you to... How to program programming stupidity. Just follow the herd. And you speak up, you get shut down. You see what the, how the media is doing. And any of anybody that speaks out, <laughs> shut them out. You understand that they don't want the individual. They want the masses. So they're purposely brainwashing people today. But this is also... 
when we conform and we don't pay attention to the individual and we want to be like the masses and the and the this then then this is you're you're doing the same thing the ideal perfection of a person can only be accomplished by focusing one energy on and focusing on individual self like we said make your bed first then fix the world you can't fix the world if you cannot make your bed and he says there's certain religious people and righteous people who have very good traits, but they, they feel anxiety of, of their, they feel anxiety. And actually, who had this problem? Rav Natan. Rav Natan had this problem, believe it or not. There was a point where he says that he, Rav Nachman told him, yes, you do believe in God, but you do not believe in yourself. You do not believe in yourself. And he got that out of him. So this is why you, you see today, and this is extremely important, I'm going to go a little off topic, but it's extremely important. The, the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lack of men today becoming men. And this is because obviously they fear rejection. They fear rejection. They fear rejection. So they rather watch inappropriate things, porn, et cetera, et cetera. But the real problem is they fear rejection because I'm watching that. I'm not going to get rejected. So really, you're, 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 the problem here is rejection. But when you do get rejected by a girl, that actually changes you. See, when you get rejected and you say, you know what, I got rejected. I'm going to take this rejection and change everything about me. That's actually good. It's better that you should be rejected and be embarrassed, like Rabbi Nachman says, than, say, than sit there and say, I'm going to avoid rejection, so let me just go for the girl that won't reject me. See the problem here? We're basically settling for peanuts on the dollar. Just because you fear rejection, but actually rejection is one of the greatest things in the world. Because if you do the right thing with rejection, it, it, it changes everything, rejection. But when you don't want to face rejection, you will remain, just because of, of, of fear, you, it, will, it will damage you long run. So you see today, unfortunately, the, the amount of people watching these inappropriate things, it's because they fear rejection. Get into the game. So what? So what? They throw you out. But that getting thrown you out, your worst day, the whole point is, our, your worst day will become the best day. Getting rejected is actually the, a great blessing because if you turn the fuel the right way, you flip everything around. But when you get rejected and you make it about you, then that's Kaddish. You lose yourself also because you, then you lose, your self-esteem goes. But rejection, men, men today have to get rejected. Yes, you don't have no money. Yes, you, you, have, you have no job. You should wake the hell up from that and say, yes, I do have no money. I do have no job. I need, to, I need to wake up and change my life. Rejection is good. So we do not want to avoid rejection. We actually, rejection could, could be the greatest blessing in the world for you. And coping, uh, the coping mechanism of watching porn and completely ru more ruining yourself is not going to help anything. Extremely important. I've seen that pattern. And I'm saying, why are people watching this? It's just a fear of rejection. Fear, nobody's going to reject you. Nobody's going to reject you if you go to these things and, and you, you hire, God forbid, a, these people or these unfortunate. Again, we, we, we want to get really real here because at the end of the day, this is really about fixing it. Uh, but this is a, a fundamental issue that if you do not get rejected, I mean, J.K. Rowling's got rejected 11 times and she wrote Harry Potter. Harry Potter is in every freaking bookstore that you bought. Multi-billion dollar company. You go to Harry Potter. My kids love Harry Potter. It's all over my, my face. There's nothing. She got rejected 11 times. But it got her to... to how many times did Rav Nachman get rejected? Rav Nachman got rejected a thousand times. 
And he got up again. And he got up again. And he got up. How many times have I got rejected? I never forget when I got rejected by Morgan Stanley saying, when I was eight, 19, 20 years old, I wanted to become a stockbroker, you know, because maybe I watched too many movies. And um, the, the, the wrong movies. Yeah. No, you're not, you, you don't bring in $4 million the first year, you got rejected. So rejection actually is something, if you handle it well, it changes your life. Understanding oneself is the highest level of spirituality. The worst thing is don't reject yourself. Use, get rejection to fuel you, but don't reject yourself. Because if you reject yourself, guess what? The whole world rejects you. And that is a, that is a, then you have major, major, major self-esteem issues and addiction issues and, and the whole problem. And the importance of Rav, Rav, of Rav Kook says, understanding oneself is the highest level of spirituality. Therefore, anything that a person learns from the outside world, if it brings him and, it, and it energizes him, he should use it. The Baal Shem Tov says. So this is why we, you know, if I'm learning from David Hawkins how to let go, let me learn from David Hawkins how to let go. What's, the, what's your problem? Whatever works for you, the Baal Shem Tov is Torah. Don't think because it has to be from this or it has to be from this. This is a very narrow-minded thing. Wherever you can learn. If you can learn how to get up in the morning from David Hawkins, get up in the morning from David Hawkins. What's the difference? As long as it's making you a better individual. You understand? We, we, oh, it's not this, it's not that. This is all narrow-mindedness because our, all our souls are completely individual. We have a completely individual soul and we must pay attention to the individual, individual needs of the soul. If you need to breathe like Wim Hof, breathe like Wim Hof. Oh, it's a Vodazara, it's a this. No, it's not. It's oxygen. It's breathing. But we have very, very narrow-minded people that all they want to do is find the problem for every solution. So we, we have to understand this concept that it's important to pay attention to the individual soul. Whatever your individual soul is going to get you closer to God, which is the key, getting closer to God, making you less anxious and walking around with more trust and walking around and relying on Him, that is the ultimate goal. Not to sit there and get approval from all these people that they are narrow-minded themselves. And we need to understand that. This is exactly what Ruf Cook says. Ruf Cook is telling us, sometimes one does not recognize one's own worths and focuses on other other people's relationship to the Torah, over the and he decides to become just like him because he's doing it. Again, that is not going to necessarily make you happy, and not everybody's going to be a quarterback, and not everybody's going to be a chess player. But if your kid's a chess player, let him be a chess player. Don't make him become a quarterback. That's not for him. We have to understand the individuality. And this happens as you see today in, in schools. Sometimes the greatest blessing could be that you get thrown out of school. Because you're not supposed to be in that situation, you understand? You know this is why you know people with a lot of money they homeschool their kids and they do individual things based on their strengths, because the masses is not always the answer. It's not always the answer. The souls the man puts a point to our treasures of his waiting and the happiness is the per- listen to this. The happiness of the person is based on what, how much he pays attention to the individual soul. So happiness is not again. It's not money. It's not uh, getting a car. It's it's how are you are you fulfilled? Are you fulfilled in your life? And do you have that fulfillment? Are you paying attention to the individual soul? And the, Tony Robbins speaks about this a lot. Fulfillment because you can have you could plateau in life and at the end of the day be depressed if it's not a money thing. And then he speaks something about very extremely extremely important. So it, it, there was a great video. There was a great uh, class the other day by Mayor Alcabas, which talks about. The, the why breast lovers constantly are up and down, right? Why are they, why is there such a 
you know, every time it's up and down. It's like a major swing of, of, of you know, the stocks at 10, now the stocks at 2. Stocks at 10, they say one day you're a king, you're a king a malach, and then next thing you're a galach. In, in the same day, like, what, what, is, what is the craziness of, these, of this instability of the soul? And I myself go through major, major swings of ups and downs. So Rav Nachman speaks about the reason why is because we... Anybody who takes any drugs or any substances, they definitely have souls from Toho. Souls from Toho means chaotic souls. What that means is they can't handle life and life's terms. So they need something more out of life. That actually should be something good, right? It actually should be that you're seeking and you're searching for something more out of life. And when you have pain, you want to run away from it because at the end of the day, you can't deal with, the, with this world itself. And that's actually a good sign. It means that you're not stuck in this world of materialism and garbage and this is all that your life is. It's just running and running and paying the bills and running and doing the same thing. The fact that you want more out of life is actually something good. Now, the way they do it is a different story. But he's saying here, all people must understand that they, that they, they must serve God in a, in a way unique to their individual and emotional personalities according to their soul. So for some person, he could read a Gemara all day long. Another person needs his bodhidut. Another person needs completely different, different things. In this world, which includes infinite souls, one must find the treasure chest of one's life. Do not allow external things come into your world to confuse you. And so you'll be absorbed in, in them. You must focus on your own life and your own world that fills you exactly what you do. And this is why there's a Gemara in Sanhedrin 37. 37 that says, everybody is obligated to say that the world is created for me. And, he, and the same person must also say, you should also say that the whole world is not about you either. So yes, the world is created for you, but it's not about you. That means you have that gift, that you, have a, you have a mission, but it's, you, you're not self-centered. That's the difference, because if the whole world is created for me, then I have the whole world has to bow to me. No. So he says there's souls that are stable, and there's certain souls that are up and down. And it's extremely important to, under, un, to understand the individuality of how, which kind of soul you are. He says, God created for some people to be straightforward. Their personalities are peaceful. The life of convention, inner stability, and inherent just inner stability. Certainly, they exert themselves in Torah, morals, wisdom. They'll have a very nice life. They'll have a very stable life. Nevertheless, they will always remain people of convention, decent, well-grounded. The fate of these people will be immersed in practical work or, or least practical wisdoms. The moral standards, behaviors of them will be simple. They won't really have ups and downs. They're not going to ascend to the highest places nor go to the, nor go to the lowest places. But this is like a, you know, a triple, net, triple net lease. <laughs> it's a triple net lease. However, there's a second type of soul personality and these people never have any rest they're always in a state of drama either ascending to the highest places or descending to the, the lowest places of hell of disaster these these people need to concentrate on spiritual growth every single day such people when they have discovered the way of life that suits them they can go higher and higher to places that the regular soul that the regular stable soul will never be able to reach but if they don't pay demand to it, their whole life just becomes chaos. On the other hand, if they neglect their personal path, 
they will likely fall to collapse and descend to lower and lower. This is Addiction 101, by the way. Addiction 101 is souls that have high potential for a tremendous amount of spiritual, spiritual growth. If they don't do it, the minute they stop, life crashes down at them. So they have, uh, it's, they have practically, you're practically walking around with an oxygen bag. If you're doing the work, you're going to go higher. This is the story of my life, by the way. You'll never have, here it says, they will never have any rest. But they will have growth. They'll have fulfillment. These people need to immerse constantly in Torah and self-improvement. And if, God forbid, they, they, if they do, they will rise and they can change the world. They will, can break barriers. If not, their whole life will be down. So it's extremely important to, to understand the, the individuality of the soul. And if you understand that, that itself, you have to pay attention to yourself. And a lot of this is based on how much self-control you have. What are you investing in? Is it okay just to, you know, it, we're, it's not enough today to say, well, this, I tried this, it doesn't work. No, you have to continue to search. You have to continue to search until, you know, there's a thousand different gyms. There's small gyms with high energy people. There's big gyms where people are on the phone. There's, uh, there's people that are, are not even there. There's empty gyms. There's all kinds of gyms. Do you understand? You just, don't, nobody just, they look at the gym. Is this for me? Yes, no. Yes, no, equipment. So again, just like spirituality. If, you, if, if this is not working for you, then try this. Try Rabbi Nachman. We're all connected to a specific tzaddik. Some people are connected to Lubavitcher Rebbe. Some people are connected to Rabbi Nachman's teachings. Lubavitcher Rebbe and Rabbi Nachman, they adored each other. They, 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 they met, they respected each other, but they completely walked us away from each other. Basically says, this path is completely different. One is an emotional path, one is an intellectual path. For different souls, different people, different needs. It's extremely important that, and he says here, many people have left religion because in their learning, they betrayed their unique personalities. You understand? So are you seeing the Torah inside of you? Are you seeing, is the Torah coming alive? What you're learning, does it energize you? Is it energizing you what you learn? If it's not, again, it's, it's, it, and it's not to say you shouldn't learn halacha, God forbid. You have to learn halacha and you have to learn things. But it, the, the Torah has to find a way to energize you. The purpose of Torah is to empower and energize you, not to drain you out and make you anxious and depressed. So if you are not connected to the right thing, then you need to maybe go outside of it and reconnect it to maybe chasidut and, and, and live life. But when you're living life, you just, you know, the clock and this and this and that, and you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do this, um, it's a problem. And the last thing he says here, which is, which is, that any, any, we have a lot of dysfunctional uh, opinions about God. And they look at God, people look at God, unfortunately, based on their childish imagination. Anything that you describe God, you do have to describe God as infinite, ain't self. There's no limits, there's no, nothing, ain't self. And he's saying here, the greatest impairment for spiritual hum, humankind today is the idea that God has become crystallized in a way due to habit and childish imagination. This is a form of sin of creating an idol. When you have an image of God as, I'm angry at him, it's like idol worshiping. What are you talking about? There's no, it's ain't so. The light is unclear. Just like if I say, the, the light from this window is red. No, the light from the window is light. But, the, but the, I stained it red. 
Red doesn't mean God is red. Red means you are seeing God is red. So we have to understand that when we are angry at ourselves, we are angry at God. We are angry at ourselves. We are angry at other people. It's nothing to do with God. God, the light is, because you can't, you'll never fix the problem unless you see the problem. You understand? Unless you see the problem, why am I viewing God like that? It's because my conscience is that. And that's what I have to work on letting go. Some people see God as, as, as a powerful tyrant and, 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 and they have this, this skewed belief, God forbid. And this all comes from childhood imagination. And most importantly, it comes from letting, not understanding that the, 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 the essence of Ein Sov. And he says, religious people who are miserable. Rav Nachman said in his Torah that there are some people that are so miserable, religious, it's because all they're doing is adding stringencies to their things. They don't believe that they do enough. For example, I have to add, if I want to, for example, Rav Nachman got to a point in his life where he, he says, you know what, I can't eat, I can't drink the water on Passover because somebody threw the garbage uh, in another town, so it's going to make chamet, and I'm not going to... He says, I, couldn't, I can't believe what stupidity I was thinking like that. I can't believe what these, these, uh, these extra humrot. Because when we, when we add extra things to things sometimes, it's because we don't believe that our service is good enough to just please and give an, a present offering to God. So it's extremely important. when you, Whatever you're doing this, connect. Connect to the thing. Not just do, 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 do. Connect to it. Stop a minute. Have kavana. Connect to it. Versus saying... That's why I say just say instead of saying saying a million things, just say fewer things, but say it all in the all in aspect and the and the joy from doing it. It makes a, extremely a big deal. So may Hashem help us all that part of going into Elul, we shouldn't be frightened and we shouldn't be we should be in in awe awe of of, of how great God is and and how much we don't understand anything. And once we come to that humility, then we have amazing years. This is why the Gemara says a person who starts his year poor will end up rich. Will end up rich. What does that mean? He starts his year uh, humble, will end up having an amazing year. But one who thinks, who starts thinking he deserves this, he deserves this, he ends up having the worst. But the worst thing we could do, again, the, the whole point of this, why his Bodhidut is so important and why talking to God is so important, is because through talking, you can eventually start recognizing and understanding yourself. And once that happens, that is the then you can change your whole family. But once we can't, once we don't know, we're just stuck in that, and with no self, we end up with addictions, and we end up with everything else. Have a great day. Yeah.